You have to be proactively out there hustling to try and get those relationships, making sure they're solid and they trust you, that you're partnering, that you're all together on things. You know, with your peers and those people you have relationships with, that's where we're gonna grow your career. Welcome to Real Creative Leadership, a place where creative leaders can find insights and practical guidance on the day-to-day -day job of being a creative leader. We focus on real issues, topics, and insights of creativity in the business world. Join me as we explore the best strategies for developing your team, getting others to embrace your vision, and generating amazing experiences. This webinar series is produced by The Stoke Group. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Adobe Executive Creative Director and author of Sorry Spock Emotions Drive Business. And this is Real Creative Leadership. Hello, welcome to Real Creative Leadership. Excited to chat to you today about relationships. And you may say, oh, Adam, it's obvious. Of course we have to have relationships with other people. But I'm not just talking about just having a relationship where you know them or you, you're in a meeting with them or you're around them. Um, we're going to talk about things a little deeper about building relationships. It's almost like, uh, you know, building partnerships. So if you haven't watched the episode, we just had a great session with uh, John Johnson from Qualtrics. And he talked about how relationships matter in his job and how they've helped him grow his career. So that's a good personal example. But today I want to dig into, you know, more the nuts and bolts of, of how we build relationships, who we build relationships with, and why we need to build those relationships. And here's the first thing that I need to start out with in the beginning, which is, I know this may seem very obvious, but another really obvious thing is that creative people, you know, the way that we've built our careers, whether you're a designer or a writer or whatever, it's all about going back into that creative cave and, do, and working on the craft. Like that's where we've gotten to where we are now, right? And so we're very, very comfortable kind of shutting off and going back into the cave. And for some of us, it's really, really hard to come out of that cave and really work on building those relationships rather than just thinking the way that I'm productive, the way I do a better job is by focusing on the craft. I've had this chat with so many people who are moving into the, the creative director role and it's, it can be hard. It can be really hard for some people because they're just so used to just doing their own thing and you just don't naturally think about it. But this is something you have to do. You have to be able to build relationships, talk with other people, move out of your shell, and really create those bonds, those partnerships that help you get ideas sold, help you get creative ideas moving along, all of that. So, you know, another thing that it's, it's all about trust. It's not just knowing someone again or being in a meeting, but they have to trust you. They have to trust you that you're going to help them and you're going to bring the creative goods to the table, right? And, uh, and you know, just know this is hard. So we're going we're gonna to dig into it. We're going to talk about, you know, who and the what and the why and all that good stuff. Now, one good litmus test that I've had over the years, at least for me, that helps me know, how do I know that someone has a relationship with me or that they trust me or that they want me there? It's that I don't have to actually ask to be included in critical meetings. If you're automatically added to meetings that are really, really important, that's a really good sign they trust you and they need your, your creativity, they need your, your strategy, your vision, whatever it may be. So keep that as a good litmus test. If you don't have to ask to be invited to meetings, that's a really good thing. So why is this super important? You know, one, I was listening recently to a, it was a, a webinar that uh, Northwestern University was having. They brought in a bunch of people who had made it up to the C-suite and they were giving advice back to all of us of like, how do you get there and what do you do? 
And, you know, the interesting thing that they talked about is that it's like so many of us just come with our disciplines that we, our backgrounds that we come from, whether that's finance or creative. And it's like always about that. But what they said is, no, no, no. You have to understand first that business is all about people and the rest is just extra. So the first thing you need to do when you're growing in your career, you're becoming a leader, is you really have to understand people. You really have to relate to people. And then you can bring in all of that discipline around it. Another interesting thing, so we did a research project with Real Creative, Leader, Real Creative Leadership this last fall, and we interviewed 300 plus creative leaders from around the country. And we asked them a series of questions um, around creative careers and, and how important different things are. So one big question we asked is, what are the skills that block career go growth? Meaning, what are the skills that people don't have that, that prevent them from moving up to the next level? And the top two answers were the ability to sell and the ability to build relationships. And I think that was really, really fascinating. So it's not just, you know, it wasn't like, how great are you at the craft or how good are you at this or that? It was, can they build relationships? And then when we asked another question, which was, okay, when you're looking at someone and you're going to give them a promotion, what are the most important skills that these people have that qualify them for a promotion? And building relationships was number three, the most important, right after strategic thinking and ability to manage. So clearly, like building relationships are important and they're, be they're beyond important in so many different ways. And so again, as I go through all this, you know, cause I could ask anyone like, oh, do you build relationships with people? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I do. But you really gotta think deeply, like you have to be proactively out there, like hustling to try and get those relationships making sure they're solid, that they trust you, that you're partnering, that you're all together on things. And that's where you're going to, you know, with your peers and those people you have relationships with, that's where you're gonna grow your career. So you have to move beyond your skills and move out of that creative cave and start thinking, you know, more of the team and of other people and, uh, and of the business. So relationships is foundational to all of those things. All right, well, let's dig in. Who do we need to build relationships with? There are a lot of people. And uh, I'm gonna just going to go through a, a list of different groups of people that you probably need to focus on and build relationships with. And as I go through this list, just kind of think about, okay, who, you know, where maybe is there a gap? Or, or if I bring up a topic, try and isolate a certain person in that category that you can go work on and, and, and improve your, your partnership with. All right, so the first one, let's start at the bottom and we'll move up. Your team. Building relationships with your creative team. This one's easy and natural, and I think most all of us have this. And uh, you know, it's like there are peers, they're the people we work with, or they're the people you manage specifically. Um, and while I say that's easy and natural, I have heard of some stories where, like, there was this one manager who he's talking. He he managed a team of developers, and he and one of the people on his team were in a fight like a year and a half earlier, and they still weren't talking to each other, which I thought was mind blowing. How can you? be on a team or even have a, you know, a manager that you don't talk to for years. So clearly it happens, but um, most of us have this one down, no problem. And the one caveat I'd say on this one that's interesting is that it's the, the idea of you never know who will be your boss. For example, when I started out uh, in, in advertising back in the mid 90s, there were two people. Um, one was one of my first creative directors at my first agency, and another was a guy who worked in the industry and he owned an agency and I went and interviewed like for my second job and I really, really wanted to work at his agency and I didn't get the job. But um, anyhow, the, I knew these two people as like just these, uh, these pillars in the industry. 
And sure enough, fast forward 20 years later, um, the agency I was working at bought uh, that one guy's agency and I ended up becoming his, his boss. Same thing, my first creative director, I ended up becoming his boss later on too. So it's a cyclical thing. And I know I need to prepare myself that the intern right now that I'm, that I'm working with could potentially be my boss someday. So be nice to everyone, build good relationships, don't burn any bridges and just keep everything you know, kosher with your, with your team. All right, the next level, who do you have a relationship with is your boss. And I think that's also an easy answer. Um, but I think that the thing about having a relationship with the boss, again, a real relationship is not just um, one where you check in and you report in on the, on the work or the numbers or whatever it may be. This is someone you have an open relationship with. If you haven't read the book, Radical Candor, go read it today and then give a copy to your boss if they haven't read it. I know with my current boss, he is awesome and we have very deep open relationship conversations about career and work and everything. And it is so amazing and it's so awesome. So thank you, Steve, it's, I, I appreciate it. But having that radical candor is critical. So make sure you have a good relationship with your boss. All right, the next one, um, this is like managing up. Other executives and clients. Yes, you have to manage up. I know a lot sounds like, you know, selling out and it's the worst, but it is critical to getting your creative vision sold, work sold, building an environment, getting good budget growth for you, your team. So it's really, really critical. Um, and I know those relationships with execs aren't always the same as, as with your team or your boss, but you still have to build them and, and manage them actively and think through exactly, you know, knowing what their needs are and what they're after and, and how you can help them. Because to be honest, I mean, this is a rule that I learned early on in my career. You have to make your boss or your boss's boss or executives or your client look good. That is your job. Make them look good. Make them look successful. And that's a good indication of how you are connected and helping them grow. But I think moving beyond that, it's not just making them look good. It's also having that trust, having them you know, invite you to meetings, trust you when, it, when a problem comes up, like we need so-and-so to come help with this. So building those relationships and making sure you're on their radar is really, really critical. I'll tell you, you know, one way I did this, just an interesting way of doing this, um, is it doesn't always have to be around the work. You may think, oh, you know, executives, I don't have access to them um, at all. And so, you know, because I'm either way low on the totem pole or whatever it may be. So early on in one agency, I purposefully joined the party planning committee or run, ran the party planning committee, which was extra work. It was beyond my scope. And I didn't do it because I just was a, a, a love of parties. I had a love of parties. It's because strategically I knew I needed more access and exposure to some execs at the agency. And by being on that party planning committee, I was able to talk with the CFO constantly, the head of HR and, and the president of the company because we had to get plans and things approved and through. And so having creative, you know, creative ideas around you know, agency parties was really critical for me to have more exposure with those executives. So it's just a matter of building relationships however you need to do that. All right, the next big category, and this is probably the most important one. This is the one that gets the most overlooked and people don't even think about it but it's your peers. And when I say peers, I'm not saying peers in your, on your team, but let's say you're the creative leader of a company, at a company, your peers are going to be you know, the, the marketing director, or it's going to be the, the comms person or PR person, or it's going to be the events person, whatever it may be. It's the people who are at your same level, but in different disciplines and different departments. And why is this so important? This is often the one that, you know, you, you think about selling up and that's easy. Oh, get up to the boss or, or your team. And so many creative leaders that I know just focus on those two areas. 
And then those peers just just like, nah, whatever. They're just a they're just a creative person, but whatever. Like they don't have any respect for them. They don't care about them. They don't have that trust. And then later on, you know, they're gonna try and go around them to try and, you know, find creative solutions in another way, or they'll complain about speed or they'll complain about quality. So it's really, really important to actively build relationships with anyone who influences your work, all of the peers across your organization. And here's the crazy thing. When it comes down to career growth, surprisingly, they will be probably the, one of the larger voices of showing that you, need, that you deserve the next step up. Like when they ask around, you, your boss may have a relationship, they'll, they'll ask one of your peers and they'll be like, nah, either they're you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. So make sure that they are, you have a good relationship with because they can become your greatest champions. And they will become your partners, your thought partners, your idea partners. Like they're going to be the ones that are going to help build campaigns and strategies and move things along. And they also could be your biggest critics. So make sure you have those good relationships so that you're not getting, you know, submarined from the side, right? And also, in my mind, I think a good indication of a well-rounded leader is someone who has those sideways reaching relationships. Because it's easy to sell up. And then, you know, or maybe, you know, maybe some people are really good at selling up and they're jerks down, but it's even harder from a distant sideways peer to see, you know, for them to give energy. So if you're good at managing relationships with peers, that is just the the critical element in in growing your career and building great work and building the right environment. All of those things, like everything hinges on that. So if you take one thing away, like go focus on sideways peers. That's, uh, uh, those are the people you need to really work with. And then finally, one last category that's also often overlooked is um, the industry. And I'm not just talking about giving back, but really it's like helping build a greater need for creativity, you know, because more companies need creative leaders. And so building up those relationships, because you're not, you know, there may be other creative leaders in the industry that may not be giving you a job or helping you with your work or any of that stuff, but they are building this community that will help us all grow creativity so that more and more companies as you jump around you don't have to start over every time because someone else has done the the legwork at that company to give creative leadership you know a seat at the table so it just overall kind of you know all boats rise together and so most of us don't stay at one spot we all move around but just just know like building relationships with the industry is important it's not a wasted effort and then you know Finally, I guess you could say you could build relationships with everyone. You could be purposeful. You know, there may be you know, other influencers out there that aren't in your company, or maybe they are you know, a distant person in your company that is really someone who's going to make a big difference on, on your work. But I would just say, like, keep your mind open and always look. Just like my party planning story, like, there are always opportunities to grow um, relationships and build relationships. But it really, like, it starts with understanding that it's got to be a proactive effort. It can't just be a passive effort where, you know, you just kind of hang out and say things to people. Okay. So those are the people you need to work with. This last section now, I'm going to talk about how you do it, how you build these relationships. So it's enough to talk about, oh, okay, you need to build relationships with all these people, but how do you do that? That's often the next question people would have. So I'm just going to go through a list of things that you need to do in order to make sure that's, that those relationships are solid. All right. Number one, first, you have to deliver the goods. You have to deliver great design, great writing, great video, world-class craft. And you have to build that trust that you know your craft and you're good at it. So before you can just go out and be like buddies, that's not what I'm saying. It's not about being buddies. When I'm saying building relationships, they're strategic relationships. 
And people aren't going to be open to that relationship unless they see value. So you, of course, again, like I said at the beginning, go back to that cave or make or help your team, whatever it is that you can deliver on good creative, that's what you're there for. You're there for the creative ideas, the creative campaigns. So deliver some good creative. Next step, once you do that, you need to understand their needs, goals, and plans. If you just keep coming into meetings and pushing your agenda, like let's say, okay, you're, you love video and you're like, we always just gotta do video, 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 and you're not really listening to them, then you're, you're in trouble because think about their KPIs, their plans, how they measure success. What is the broader marketing group doing? And maybe video is one part of it, but they need so many other things. Maybe they're a, you know, a heavy demand gen machine and they just need a ton of demand kits and emails and, and banner ads and other things. And, and you're just ignoring those because you're so focused on the, on the creative. So you need, to, sorry, the creative videos. You need to understand their plans. You need to establish you know, how you can help them establish roles, like what your role is and what their role is. You don't have to just like be a whipping boy, but you do need to understand what they're trying to get at and then partner with them, right? You need to understand them and partner with them so that you're helping hit those KPIs so that they can see, oh, okay, this creative leader understands, you know, measurement and, and, and strategy and all of those things and they're gonna help me with this. So first deliver creative, then understand their plans and goals and work on helping with, with, with all of that. Next thing is you need to have a creative strategy. So it's one thing to understand all your partners, marketers, plans, and help with, with understanding that so that you're building the whole company, really. But at some point, you also need to know how creativity is going to impact things around you. So it's basically having a vision, having a creative strategy. How are you going to, what are you going to build, and how are you going to build it, and how are you going to execute on all of these KPIs and plans so that creativity actually is helping, right? So once you understand what everyone else needs around you, then you need to look for those gaps. You need to say, okay, here's where I'm seeing that there are problems or missing things. Find those gaps and then fill those in with creative strategy. For example, you may need a better design system or a more detailed guide on the brand voice or a new style of video or different types of content. Maybe you're making all the wrong types of content. But go out and think about all of that stuff and, and then make your own personal plan. So see what the marketing plan is, what your partner's plans are and then make a vision and a creative plan that matches with that. Then share it with them. Share you know, up, manage up, down, sideways with whoever those partners are. You know, having them see that you have a creative strategy and a plan to, to help them, that goes a long way for building relationships. Okay, the next step is you have to build the machine. Once you have the plans, once you have the vision, once you have the creative strategy, now you have to constantly deliver on that strategy. And this takes prioritizing things, keeping the lights on. Maybe you've got to do enough of the, you know, keep the lights on work and then balance that with your resources in order to do maybe, you know, 80-20. So you 20% on this big idea, something totally new you've never done before, right? Really building the machine is just like having a big puzzle that you have to figure out. It's how do you make some things smooth and easy and, and just humming along while other things, it's like you're tinkering and you're trying new ideas and you're, and you're you know, creating space so that ideas can grow and your department can, can flourish. So building the machine is a huge part of it, but it doesn't come first. Don't build the machine with all of your rules and regulations if you don't have a creative strategy, if you don't have the relationships, if you don't have all of that in place. Okay, once that machine is built, next step I would say is having one-on-ones with key partners. And this is critical. So it's not just enough to like toss over the fence, here's my vision, there's your vision, great, we all align. But you have to nurture those relationships. You have to make it a real partnership. 
And so having one-on-ones just regularly is, in my mind, really important. I know some people like to just have you know, meetings together. Maybe you can accomplish that if it's a small group meeting that you can at least have an open dialogue. But you need to have a moment where you can share ideas, build ideas, coordinate, make it feel like it's a real partnership, make it feel like giving and taking. Um, it's just almost like the way we put writers and designers together to create that cool kind of relationship between those two because you know ideas they bounce ideas back and forth and they work together on, on the craft and create better things it's that same principle but maybe it's a creative director and a marketing director you've just got to be together and working often and having moments where you can just not be you know on stage presenting but just be you know able to talk and rationalize and, and talk it out so I think that's super super important so have those critical meetings and then finally the last thing I would say on building relationships is, and this probably goes without saying, but it's be a nice person. The fastest way to end relationships is to be a jerk. Life is just too short. So don't step on others to get ahead. Don't step on their toes. Establish, you know, rules and regulations and roles and all that kind of stuff. But instead, just like go together. Like there's, it's not a zero sum game. You can make great relationships with people and you can both win. And it's awesome and it's better. And relationships oftentimes aren't about what's in it for you. Like, don't be so calculating and Machiavellian that you're out there building relationships only if it benefits you. Sometimes it's for someone else and be okay with that. I know this whole session has been about calculating and planning, but it's also the long-term picture. Good relationships help everyone, you included. All right, well, that's, that's, those are my thoughts on, uh, on building relationships. I know there's much more nuance, but at least it's a good primer to get started and at least to get you thinking. So here's the 72-hour ask. I want you to identify one person you can partner with at any level, any of those uh, types of people. And I want you to write down a plan of how you're going to learn and then share and continue to share and, and work with them to build on those ideas and, and that partnership. Because remember, you will never succeed doing this solo. Even if you're a solopreneur, you still need the clients, you need the network, you need the talent, you need all of those things. Relationships are critical. All right, well, thank you for listening. Um, and if again, go back and watch the John Johnson episode on, on building relationships. He had some really cool stories of how some key relationships actually totally changed his world and changed his career. Um, other episodes, you know, we've got a new one coming up here, The Three Secrets, or sorry, The Three Lies That leader t Leaders Tell Us. Uh, would love you to listen in on that session. And then also we have another one coming up about how do you move beyond executive creative director? What, what, are, the, what are the possibilities for those of us as a, as a CD? Like, where, what do we look forward to? Again, thanks for listening. You can always find us at realcreativeleadership.com. You can find us at YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel, or on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Thank you so much for listening. Give us thumbs up, share it with your friends, whatever you need to do. We'd love to, to get this content out there and continue to grow this, this community. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Real Creative Leadership. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, and this series was brought to you by The Stoke Group. For the most effective marketing, use both sides of your brain to align your strategy, creative execution, and analysis. Connect with The Stoke Group for help designing each step of your marketing plan and creating a coherent vision. Visit thestokegroup.com to learn more.